Hello my friends, this is Sarah from Weird Horizon, where we explore topics on the spooky, the esoteric, the countercultural, and the just plain weird. And today we are going to be concluding our series on an interesting web-based phenomena, something that sits midway between a form of spirituality and the paranormal being reality shifting, with a particular focus on the sub-community within it being Harry Potter shifting. So today we're going to be exploring how far we can describe reality shifting as a form of spiritual practice. Before looking into some of the questions people have around the community, especially from the perspective of the potentially damaging trends within it, i.e. is reality shifting a kind of cult? I would recommend that if you haven't already listened to the previous parts in this series that you do so before listening to this one as I will be referencing a few points already made and it might not make much sense to you in isolation. This episode is indebted to digital spirituality, technological re-enchantment in 2020 to 2021, and exploration of witchcraft and reality shifting on TikTok as postmodern spiritualities existing in Wouter Hanengraf's Mirror of Secular Thought, which is a dissertation by Esme Lily Catherine Partridge, which I found online while researching for this topic. So I hope it is okay that I reference it today. If not, if you do know the author of this dissertation or if you are said author and you are unhappy with me referencing it, please do get in touch. But I will be also talking about the view of the community by those within it um, by referencing some Reddit threads on the topic. But it is not a comprehensive sampling and I would like to acknowledge that before we go on. But with all that out of the way, let's get on with it. So I think the first question we need to try and answer is, is reality shifting an evolution of existing religious practice? So in the Partridge dissertation, which I will refer to from here on out as digital spirituality, the author asked the point of whether we can consider new web-mediated forms of spirituality as a logical step in a process of spiritual and religious individualism beginning with the turn from organised religion, through things such as the Protestant Reformation, the era of European Enlightenment, which predicated a rise in materialism and empiricism, and continues through the New Age movement, which moved even further to an individualised form of religion and spirituality, formed from what one experiences, feels, senses, and intuits to be right. So it's safe to say that when we ask the question, can this count as a form of religion or spirituality, we're not seriously suggesting that reality-shifting practitioners meet up in particular places of worship, revere holy texts, or pledge to live in a certain way according to their religious values. That is more a description of organised religion. But other forms of religion and spirituality are growing more and more common. So the internet has given rise to more and more ways of engaging with faith. And it is this that initially drew me towards this topic, as I've always had this interest in web-mediated faiths, in the internet as a web of connected humans creating new spaces for worship and spirituality. But the oftentimes uneasy interplay between spirituality and technology 
leads many scholars to wonder what kinds of faith are possible in this space. In Digital Spirituality, the author focuses on the question of whether forms of digital spirituality represent secular modernity and therefore disenchantment or a revival of the sacred and potential for re-enchantment. So they reference German sociologist Max Weber's theory of technological disenchantment. So writing from a sort of turn of the century viewpoint, he formulated his theories around the rise of capitalism and technological innovation, the general tenets we associate with modern life. Although writing broadly across many facets of human life, it was the rise of rationalism we will be talking about, with the idea of it being an oppositional force to enchantment, mystery and magic. It was his theory that technological advancement correlates with disenchantment, to quote, whereby there are no mysterious, incalculable forces that come into play, but rather one can, in principle, master all things by calculation. So the theory goes that with no or few mysteries left in the world, what space was left for faith? But of course the technology of of Weber's day is very different from the technology we speak of today, leading scholars such as Partridge to question, to quote, is technology a disenchanting or a re-enchanting phenomenon when utilised for spiritual activity? In this context, spirituality pertains to belief systems that involve transcendent principles without necessarily adhering to established traditions. So these ideas of spirituality and transcendent principles definitely can be thought to apply to reality shifting in some situations. And the fact that they are specifically web-based brings in the question, is technology in fact allowing for a new form of spiritual practice, one of which could potentially be reality shifting? So in the very broad trend we referenced through the Protestant Reformation, Enlightenment and the rise of New Age beliefs, in general we start to see a trend more towards the self, as faith being a personal and individual journey. So writing in the 2020s we still see this trend, but more evidence of a kind of blend of what in Weber's views were oppositional, the sense of mystery and the mastery over the calculable. So reality shifting can be viewed as one such case, where we have this idea of calculation, science and maths, mastery over the mysteries of the universe, i.e. the belief in the many worlds hypothesis that many hold as central to their belief in reality shifting, combined with this sense of a mysterious, incalculable form in that it, meaning reality shifting, just works for them. So we don't know why you can shift, practitioners say, you just can. And I think the overlap with the conspiracy theory trend is also very interesting, as it also seems to represent a chosen belief in the mysterious and improvable, despite and in spite of an ever more data-driven and analytical world. So the internet has always held at its core this kind of tension between the calculable, the binary, and the seemingly emergent mysterious properties made possible by a web of interconnected beings. So this is something we've 
been made more and more aware of when speaking of the internet nowadays, more and more of which is driven by sort of black box algorithms with behaviours outpacing our abilities to understand them. For me, I feel pretty confident that the technology of now is capable of blurring the lines between the calculable and the unknowable, and therefore the idea of it as a space capable of supporting new faith practices, at least to me, is a given. And when we talk of these faiths, we are not talking of physical churches, but a method of individual faith and transcendence. So in Digital Spirituality, Partridge traces the lines from empiricism to modern spirituality via psychoanalysis. To quote, how the Jungian climate of opinion remained faithful to the mores of modern science while simultaneously offering a natural transcendent located within the self. So through psychoanalysis, many were offered a scientific method through which they could potentially understand the previously mysterious the inner workings of their brains and their worldview. And through this, many would naturally come to question the concept of God as a reflection of their psychic reality, leading to, to quote, the notion of the God within as a legacy of the Enlightenment worldview in which God cannot be confidently located in the external universe due to a lack of demonstrable proof. So the trend towards individualism the self-centeredness that many criticise social media for, may make it ripe for modern transcendent thought, which moves God and faith from the external to the internal. The New Age movement realises this trend towards deinstitutionalized and individual worship, and New Age practices are often incorporated into reality-shifting beliefs, in a way that you could view it as a narrow evolution of such. However, of course, reality shifting does not have the same supporting canon of literature that much of New Age belief does. But reality shifting is decentralised to the extreme. There is no real leader, there is no real essential practice, there is no real core belief that everyone must ascribe to, there are various beliefs as to how and why this works. And it is individual and a reflection of the internal world to the extreme. But one of the other trends stemming from this idea of modernity and its relationship with capitalism is, to quote, the commodification of religion in the adaption of spirituality into a consumer-oriented experience. So with the new, now total adoption of algorithmic content personalization. It seems logical that the individual as a consumer and data point and their compulsion to, quote, choose the commodities which validate their sense of identity inevitably permeates into the realm of spirituality. Hence, we are beginning to see behaviours and experience such as this, which share just as much with spirituality and the individual's quest for heightened experiences of fulfilment as we do consumption of commodities and media. And we have, of course, been focusing for the last few weeks on this shifting community which seats its transcendental experience in the worlds of pre-existing fictional works. But one thing that may seem to be missing from these experiences, which people may use to arbitrarily say, this isn't faith, is that it lacks a direct meeting with God. So this kind of commodified faith does not seek to directly encounter the divine, 
but more like the New Age movement, offers opportunities for transcendental experiences, supernatural, bodily and mental experiences, and a sense of inner fulfillment or a journey towards self-actualization. So this may not be religion in the old sense, but it holds at its heart this belief, this faith in the ability inherent to humans to reality shift, and the promise that through it one may find and live as their best self, which, to me, sounds an awful lot like faith. So if reality shifting counts as a form of religion or spiritual practice, can we view it as a form of new religious movement? So we've been skirting around the idea that reality shifting is not entirely positive in application, or at least not for all. So it seems to have the potential to worsen certain mental situations, and even potentially participate in the viral spread of certain mental and physical symptoms, i.e. tics, Tourette's, um, depersonalization, derealization, etc. Although research into this is currently at its infancy. But in general, new religious movements are defined as religious groups deviating from established religious groups. The term stems from an attempt to define and recognise cults, as well as a more widespread adoption of New Age spiritual beliefs. So in the 70s, 80s and 90s, certain high-profile cults came to general attention through a number of tragedies associated with them, i.e. the Jonestown Massacre, the Heaven's Gate mass suicide, the Waco Massacre and the Sarin attack on the Tokyo subway, all were linked to new religious movements that we would characterise as cults. As a result, certain criteria were established to aid in defining a cult, namely the idea of the charismatic leader often found at the centre, the donation of personal wealth to further the cause and keep members subservient to them, and the alienation from their families and support systems, the brainwashing of cult members to convince them of the dangers of the outside world, and convince them that the only safe place for them was within the cult. Now I mention this specifically as some use the term new religious movement and cult synonymously, which is just wrong. So new religious movements can come about as offshoots of other religions, may be countercultural in nature, or may be entirely new, but new religious movements in themselves do not tend towards cult-like behaviour, However, like any discrete community, they have the potential to become cult-like. So the new in the name is not necessarily a temporal description, but more underlining its contrast with existing, established, old religions. So some scholars posit that new religions are often are early adopters of new media and are therefore evolving along with contemporary tech and culture something which we can perhaps use to describe reality shifting and adapting their faith to modern times. Cult, on the other hand, is a term for a social movement and a wholly negative descriptor. So Informed or AC is a website which attempts to categorise new religious movements as well as other minority religions. Inform stands for Information Network Focus on Religious Movements. For inform, to quote, 
any movement or group that broadly considers questions related to meaning and purpose to life can be included. And of course, this can be seen to apply to reality shifting. In their database, which is not currently accessible to the public online, there is of course no reference to reality shifting, but I will note that New Age groups are the most popular kind of new religious movement categorised by the organisation and as we said reality shifting can in certain ways be seen as a sort of narrow evolution of certain new age beliefs. So would reality shifting count? Within the broad definition of new religious movement there can exist countercultural spiritual groups which you can make the argument applies to some reality shifters but there also can exist more isolating groups whose doctrines are founded on group conformity and an identity forged in opposition to another, often more popular group. Hence, the phrase is often used to describe a huge range of newer spiritual groups, and we can say that it applies to at least some of the reality-shifting community. However, when talking about these two broad definitions of a cultural spiritual group and a more isolating group, forged on conformity and opposition, most practices of reality shifter fall on the former side of that spectrum rather than the latter. But for many, new religious movement is synonymous with cult, and there have been some who make the argument that reality shifting is a cult. So let's break that down now. So what is a cult? To quote... They provide meaning, purpose and belonging, says Josh Hart, a professor of psychology at Union College. They offer a clear, confident vision and assert the superiority of the group. And to simplify again and to quote again, a cult is a group or movement with a shared commitment to a usually extreme ideology that is usually embodied in a characteristic leader. Usually, but not always. But beyond the fanatical worship of the charismatic leader, one who often encourages their followers to act beyond their will, it is the methods often employed by cults to find and keep its followers that lead them to have the hate that they do, as well as the extent to which these techniques can be leveraged to tragic and deadly effect. And I do also think it's these techniques that we will talk about now that people like to associate with reality shifting as there are some kind of superficial similarities and point towards that as a reason for it being cult-like. But we will talk a little bit more about that now. So brainwashing, deprogramming, alienation and humiliation are techniques often employed by cult leaders to separate members from their support systems to keep them emotionally, mental and financially dependent on the group and unable to see a way out. So various kinds of control are used to compel followers and ensure adherence. Steve Hassan's bite model of authoritarian control describes, to quote, a specific set of methods and techniques such as hypnosis or thought stopping that influence how a person thinks, feels and acts. Now, many of them are not even slightly applicable to reality shifting. Most of the behavioural control ones aren't. As, as mentioned, reality shifting is an online community. And by definition, 
decentralized, so it can't really have that much control over people's behavior day to day. However, there do seem to be some aspects of information control that we have come across in previous episodes, such as, to quote, the distortion of certain information and obscuring of contexts. So one of the criticisms I've made of reality shifting and can be leveled at a lot of TikTok communities, honestly, is this idea that the information to support reality shifting is out there if you only do your research and find it. So there is this trend of people circulating information and putting the onus on the audience to find the supporting information for it and if they can't they're just not looking hard enough they're just not trying hard enough they're just reading the wrong sources but all of this brings about this idea of an authority you're giving someone information about the core tenets of a belief but you're obscuring the context of this information and distorting what this information truly means. So there is a fair amount of referencing specific papers on the subject of reality shifting when you look at reality shifting TikTok specifically, but these papers turn out to be either not on the subject of reality shifting at all or not in support of their hypothesis at all, but information to the contrary is routinely circulated And doubters are often told to look up the evidence yourself when there is no real evidence to find. This again points people back to using people with completely unsupported, unsubstantiated arguments as their sole source of information on this community. So I think you can make the argument that in some ways some attempts at thought control occur within the community, but I think This is more in service of creating a community and supporting an already held hypothesis rather than some truly coercive sort of technique. In short, thought control in reference to authoritarian control, to quote, requires members to internalise the group's doctrine as truth. But the specific examples Hassan uses in his bite model is interesting, particularly the idea of adopting the group's map of reality as reality. So this is one of the chief reasons I think there is an argument that reality shifting can be like a cult to some, but not all, because it is based on an alternative belief in the nature of reality. What's more, other methods highlighted as often used in cult settings have some overlap with reality shifting as a practice. Also, what's more, A number of the methods highlighted as used in cult settings have some overlap with reality shifting as a practice, as methods used to support this new view on reality include things such as hypnotic techniques, altered mental states, and age regression. So I'm thinking in particular here on the encouraged use of reality shifting to escape into nostalgic, regimented worlds. In particular, a law of escaping into the Harry Potter universe, which we've been talking about. A school-aged world of known rules and the ultimate triumph of good over evil. So these techniques are all designed to undermine one's own critical thinking capabilities, to cloud judgment and to warp reality testing techniques. And used alongside emotional control methods, 
Feelings of guilt and unworthiness are paired with the idea that only through a certain path can one feel fulfilled. And I will make a point once again that at its worst, reality shifting can leave one with the feeling that you are not living up to your potential, that you are maybe living your best life with you not in it. So does reality shifting count as a cult? So reality shifting simply does not have the charismatic leader we associate with a cult or a preoccupation with the end times that often provides this ticking clock that compels adherence further and further into the cult control. What's more, reality shifting has no real foundational texts or revered works, unless you count the media reality shifters craft their desired reality around. What's more, although spiritual, reality shifting does not have the religious context that underpins many new religious movements and cults. So many new religious movements or cults are born of people disappointed by established religions and making their own. But many, if not most, of those in the reality shifting community most likely have no strong religious background or history of practice. However, the brainwashing and deprogramming techniques often used in cults, this is something that we do have some evidence of in reality shifting and is explicitly referenced by some of those who believe strongly in the gateway process and teaching one's brain to escape the imposed constraints of society which tell us that we can't shift. Alienation is also an issue here. Not only do some of the practices encourage or exacerbate estrangement from the self, it can also encourage isolation from family and total escape into fictional mental worlds. Humiliation as a coercive tool also has a place in the community, but only so far as it may appear in any reasonably large social group. Nonetheless, in researching for this series, I have found evidence of people being convinced that if they cannot achieve what everyone else seems to be able to, and something inherent to consciousness they are told, then they lack focus or discipline. A commenter on a Reddit thread debunking the claim of reality shifting being a cult also makes this point to quote, telling people that it is their failing that they have not achieved this transcendent experience, that they simply need to work harder or believe more, creates a space where to stop believing can be seen as admitting defeat. And I'm sure it goes without saying at this point, like cult-like behaviour, reality shifting has the potential to exacerbate mental health crises, whether that is the intended behaviour or not. But let's look a little bit more about this Reddit thread that I just spoke of called Debunking the Claim that the Reality Shifting Community is a Cult, posted to the Shifting Realities subreddits. So the poster begins with the point that the Shifting Community allows space for opposing beliefs. To quote, Some believe in the multiverse theory. Some believe in the consciousness theory. I would think that if we were a cult, any opposing beliefs would be met with harsh critiques. I feel like after the research I've done, these beliefs feel less opposing than complementary, but it is true that for most it seems that there is no real one way to believe, just as there is no real one way to practice. But does the existence of seemingly opposing beliefs within the reality shifting community mean it cannot be a cult? Or does it have more to do with the fact that there is no real leader of the community, no one voice to believe and follow? To quote the OP, 
There is no real leader, as the general belief is that you are your own leader. So this does seem to be true. I haven't found anyone seeming to represent the leader of the community, but this may be down to the fact that I'm primarily looking on TikTok, where this kind of thing usually doesn't happen within communities. The situation may be different on Amino or Wattpad or Reddit even, but from an outsider perspective, it would seem that reality shifting lacks a charismatic cult leader or a dogmatic defense of one right perspective on reality. But things get less clear-cut when we talk about the mental effects of the community. I will quote the thread again, but please understand I don't use this to represent the whole community, but it brings up an aspect I'd like to talk about. They say this. I've seen people claim the community takes advantage of younger or mentally ill audiences when they're in a hard situation and manipulates them to obsess over it. Many former members of the community who hadn't shifted were talking about how obsessed they used to be and how harmful it was. All this struck me as very odd. Though I've personally not yet shifted, I've also never obsessed over it. So I think it's pretty clear that this level of damaging obsession is fairly rare within the community, but claiming it doesn't exist at all based on one's own anecdotal experience is just ridiculous and undermines the previous point about dissenting and opposing viewpoints, funnily enough. Of course, this could be as simple as just not wanting to believe that something you feel improves and enriches your life could become harmful to another person. But it is very clear to me that reality shifting can encourage damaging beliefs and practices while also implying one can shift to escape the negative effects of such, creating a vicious cycle it could be very hard to escape from. And this is a sentiment shared by those in the comments of the thread, although most were of the viewpoint that it couldn't possibly be cult-like and were very disparaging of beliefs to the contrary again. Ironically, (laughs) to quote, I've seen people enabling clearly mentally fragile teens that want to respawn to traumatic desired realities. And if someone says something about tending to your mental health first, it's why are you worried about it? You're spreading limiting beliefs, blah, 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 blah. But as mentioned, a lot of people in this thread were fully supportive of the idea that reality shifting cannot possibly be cult-like in any way. But this idea that people have seen it exacerbate or encourage already damaging situations is something I've come across throughout my research over and over again. So I'm more inclined to believe this person who has been within the community and agrees that it can be bad, funnily enough. But many point out, I think, as a defense of reality shifting, but it is hard to tell sometimes that cult-like authoritarian group behaviours are inherent to many social groups, which is true, but the point is that cult-like behaviours have the potential to create negative effects on the person that take it from normal to damaging social and emotional control. And if anything, kind of acknowledging that they're this trend can be inherent to social groups means of course it applies to the community and being aware of it is a smart and responsible thing to do. Ultimately any social group has the potential to become cult-like but it doesn't mean we shouldn't be aware of this behaviour 
even if it seems common, especially because it seems common and normalized. But no. To bring it right down, I don't believe reality shifting is a cult. But I do believe some of the behaviors within the reality shifting social group can become coercive or potentially dangerous to some under certain circumstances. As an aspect of spirituality mediated through social media, it has the potential to create new forms of belief and change people's worldview. I don't know how authentic individual belief in reality shifting is. I don't know how much of this is just a large sort of social performance, but it engages with some fascinating concepts and seems to be breaking new ground for better or worse when it comes to new ways of thinking about the world. The whole thing worries me a little, but it might be because I'm 30 and maybe I just don't understand the layers of irony around this whole thing. But nonetheless, we will leave it there for now so I can move on with my life and talk about and think about something different for a little bit. So thank you for sticking with me for this lengthy exploration of reality shifting, a practice that can still be seen as a kind of emerging phenomena. I would be really interested to see where this leads psychologically in the future. I feel like its peak of popularity has passed. It came about in the perfect storm of COVID restrictions and the rise of TikTok and served a social purpose I think is less needed now than it was at that particular time. But I'm sure something like it will pop up again in the future and I will be back in this neck of the woods again. I will be back with another series, probably on transhumanism again in some form, as like most of the world, I want to understand what seems to be happening in the world around us, the potential turning point at which narrow AI becomes generalised AI and our how society shifts and changes. Futurologists have been warning us for years, but still it is an interesting time to be living through, seemingly. In the meantime, though, you can find me wherever you consume your podcasts and you can chat with me on Twitter as Weird Horizon and on Instagram as Weird Horizon Podcasts. Stay spooky, my friends. Much love as always. But for now, bye.